All right, Romans 10, verse 8. Let me preach so we can get you out of here. Romans 10, verse number 8. How many of you sense the presence of the Lord here today? There's a glory on 9th and D. Did you hear what I said? Some of you don't understand that word glory. It means the manifested presence of the Lord. Tell everybody you know, glory at 9th and D. Uh, you tell everybody you can find, there's glory on the corner of 9th and D. Whatever you need from God, uh, his presence is in the tent of meeting. I don't have time. His presence is in the tent of Look at somebody say, there's glory here. Romans 10 verse 8. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I want to preach a little word this morning, afternoon, entitled, Speak It and Believe It. Speak it and believe it. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. Would you honor the Lord for our worship team? Would you honor the Lord for these musicians? Come on, all nations. We can do better than that. Let's thank God. They led us so powerfully into the presence of the Lord. Let's honor them. We thank God for all of them and what the Lord is doing. We can't, this is not everywhere. Somebody ought to say amen. So when you have it, you must not become common with it. You must become grateful for it. Romans uh, chapter 10 is a powerful, powerful story. Uh, we have been in this series, Road to Romans, where we've taken um, a look upon a conversation between an apostle and the people he's called to. Paul, God's apostle, is called to the church at Rome. And he began to write them letters to minister to them to correct them, to encourage them. And all throughout Romans, we get to receive from this conversation between a leader and the people he is leading. Um, we have found out a whole lot of great things so far, but now we're in week number three, and it's important that we grasp the next level of revelation. Somebody say the next level of revelation. Let's walk through the word a little bit. Let's go to Romans chapter 10, verse 1. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. How many of you are growing in this series? Ten of you. That's good. That's really good. I'm happy that I don't know what the hundreds of the rest of you are doing, but at least the ten of us are growing through this series. Um, Romans 10, verse 1. It says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Let's just park there for a minute. He's talking about there's a group of people who have passion, real passionate, got a lot of energy, but it's not according to knowledge. I want you to think about where many of us are in our Christian walk. We think that passion is the end game. That the excitement we're feeling in this room right now, the energy that we're feeling in this room is the end game. But you often are operating 
in zeal are operating in excitement are operating in energy or in passion, but you have no knowledge of what you are doing. The power of moments like this is found in your ability to seek knowledge that I must know what I am praising for. I must know the promises of God. Can I let you know what the devil wants to do with you? And I'm going to use an urban term, okay? Get ready. He wants you to be ignorant. For those that understand that, ignorant, okay? He wants you to be very ignorant. He wants you to, ha- to not have knowledge. He's okay, with you, he's okay with you being here today as long as you have no knowledge. Some of you think the devil was fighting you to get to church. No, nah, that's just your family's crazy. The devil wasn't really fighting you. You just, you just need to pray for God to get breakthrough in your family. Family's just nuts. Wasn't the devil? Because the devil knows for many of us, we come here all the time, but nothing's changed. So he's not concerned about you coming to church. (laughs) What he's concerned about is when you begin to seek knowledge. He said when you start studying and searching and learning, he is scared of those who are empowered by knowledge. Oh, my. And not just the knowledge of the scripture, as that is the first knowledge that you must obtain and you must grasp. But he's even afraid of you getting the knowledge for the field that you're called to. Because some of you speak in tongues, but don't know how to speak in English. We are sick of all of the misspellings in your posts. Go to school and get some knowledge. Hashtag in all nations, San Bernardino. Shut up. Don't keep my hashtag off of it. Make up your own hashtag. If you ain't going to learn how to spell, cut it out. Look at somebody say knowledge. Let's keep reading. First, number three. For they being, there the word is, they being ignorant, not having knowledge of God's righteousness. This is what they did. And seeking to establish what? Their own righteousness. Have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. What is he saying? They're creating their own righteousness. I want you to write a word down. Legalism. I want you to write that down. Legalism. If you don't know how to spell it, just Google it. Legal. <laughs> legalism. The term legalism is trying to earn our salvation. Trying to earn our justification. Trying to earn our our sanctification on any merit with God by what's called law keeping or called works. Okay, so under legalism, I want you to write down law keeping. And under law keeping, I want you to write down works. So, So legalism wants you to be in a place of law keeping. And this is what I want you to understand about the law, okay? Because I don't want to assume that all of you understand what the heck I'm talking about. Moses has an encounter with God. He's leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. He's let them out. He has an encounter with God. 
God gives him a set of instructions. Here are the set, here's the set of instructions. This is how, how I want the people of God to behave. Okay? This is what I want them to do. This is what I don't want them to do. God gives Moses the law. Somebody say the law. He gives Moses the law. So when you're thinking about the law, I want you to remember that this is the set of rules or these sets of things that God gave to the Israelites for them to live by. Are you getting this so far? Now that we're in Christ, Christ becomes the fulfillment of the law. Meaning that everything that they were given as these rules and regulations, Christ, re- Christ fulfilled it. But this is what I want you to m- not miss. What's happening is that a lot of people think because Christ fulfilled the law, we think that anything that was written in the law no longer refers to us. That's not true. When it says that Jesus fulfilled the law, that means the penalty that comes from disobeying the law. Y'all don't want me to teach in here. The the fulfillment of the thing that called the weight that came upon you. Back in the day, God was killing people. Do y'all understand this? I thank God I'm living in the new covenant. Your God was striking folks dead. I mean, he was opening up the ground and swallowing up people. I ain't going to lie. There have been times in my life I was like, yeah, I'm like Moses. Mess with me. And the ground going to swallow your butt up. Amen. Thank God for grace. God didn't play with people. Are y'all understanding this? So there was a real strong weight on if you did not fulfill the law, then there was a problem. But here's the thing. God created the law so you could not fulfill it. I know y'all like, why would he do that? So that there will be something inside of you reaching for the promise of the Messiah. Are you getting this? So he made it where you could not fulfill it because there will always be a necessity for the Christ. You understand this? That no matter how many times, it's no way you can do it. You will go somewhere, you commit one sin, then you go and kill a bullock. You, you, you will commit one sin, then you got to go get a lamb. You, it was no way you could keep up with this stuff. But he did it in that time so that his people would never forget that they needed him in order to live the life he called. I wish I had a church. In order to live the life he destined them to live. So now in the New Testament with Paul, when he's starting to talk about the law and he's talking about these ideas of not following the law, he's saying, I don't want you to follow legalism. Listen, there is no Greek word for the word legalism. So Paul refers to it as he's beginning to, as he begins to talk about the works of the law, he's dealing with the distortion of the Mosaic law, meaning that that whole weight that comes upon it. But it doesn't mean throw it out. So that's why Christians get saved and everybody go run to the New Testament. Why? Because you're missing a whole part of who God is. And you're also missing, y- y'all just want me to holler and scream, but I wish somebody would just receive this teaching today. He said, he said but, but, but he said, it's bigger than this. I got stuff I want to show you in the old that's going to give you revelation of who I am. 
Stuff like thou shall not kill. You can't throw that away. What is wrong with y'all? Shouldn't covet somebody else's wife. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You can't throw that stuff away. It's still real to our lives today. But the weight of if I don't do this, God is going to take me out has been removed because Jesus fulfilled the penalty. You teaching good sermon. Thank you, sir. So what he's saying here in verses 3 and 4 of Romans chapter 10 is that everybody has now begun to push this idea of laws and regulations. That if you don't do this, X, Y, and Z is going to happen to you, this and that. This is how religion was born. Religion is God, it's, listen, it's man-made rules and regulations. Religion becomes in that now that grace is available and grace is alive, we're still being held to these certain standards to say that if you don't do this, God is going to take you out. Now, this is really important for you to get because some of you have been saved a long time living in legalism. You've been saved. Oh, yeah, because listen, because remember I told you a couple of weeks ago, many churches have been set up to make you feel like you need to operate in God in the aspect of if I, I, I'm scared. I live for God because I'm scared. Scared of what? Hell. Because somebody say hell. Don't nobody want to go to hell. If you would like to go to hell, please raise your hand. No, body. What's it go to hell? Are oh, you understanding me? Even the Satanists don't want to go to hell. You know what I mean? Ain't nobody really want to go to hell. So then we started living. Some of us got saved not because we loved God. It was so we could get a ticket out of hell. And so now, Dr. Jaquette hit it earlier, and she was getting to, to pray. That woman's so prophetic. And she began to lead us earlier today. It's this idea now, it's this weight of working in order to make sure my relationship is tight with God. That it becomes so difficult. And I'm doing stuff not because I love them. I'm scared because I don't want to mess it up. Because I feel like if I mess it up, here it is, he's going to be mad at me. Why y'all trying to fake like I ain't preaching right to your life? It's this idea that God is not big enough to turn. Some of you are so scared of being out of the will of God, you make no moves. Most Christians are standing still because they're afraid if I go to the left, I don't know this God. If I go to the right, I don't know this God. I'm just going to stay right here. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. But the power of grace, hit your neighbor, said the power of grace. Is that if I'm doing it in a way to obey God and I believe that I heard him, he is big enough to make sure I come back to the place that he's designed for me to have. God is not penalizing me because I made the mistake of going left when I thought that was the way he wanted me to go. Church. 
This is why some of y'all been, been really sporadic with your church attendance. The Lord told me in prayer on Wednesday that a bunch of you don't come to church regularly because the devil has convinced you like you're not worthy to be in the house of God. You're sporadic because some of the weeks you ain't here, you at home trying to figure out if you should go or, you know, because I messed up this week. Like God ain't at your house. He only sitting up in here. You at home, he there too. So you might as well come to a place you could be built up and get you some strength to live it out for next week. Get your neighbor say, you need the house of God. Hit him and tell him you need it as much as you can get it. I want to start a revolution. Bring your butt to church revolution. I can't hear nobody. Look at somebody in their face. Say, bring your behind the church. And some of you say, well, you said God is at home, but I ain't there. With God, the word that God has put inside of your Moses ain't at your house. You need to come into the house of God. And the Bible says by a prophet that God brought Israel out of Egypt. And by the word of a prophet, Israel was preserved. You need to hear the word out of your prophet. And YouTube can be a live experience. I'm listening to it on the podcast. Podcast my behind. If you don't get your behind in church. Let me keep preaching, please. Romans 9, verse 30. Let's go to Romans 9, verse 30. Let's just walk through the word. That's all we want to do. What I love about, before we put, put that up for me, but I want you to write this scripture down because I want you to study. I want you to study. Say, I'm not going to be ignorant. Well, why are you saying it so silent, huh? Say, say I'm not going to be ignorant. I'm not going to be ignorant. Later, I want you to go and read in your study time Romans 6, 14. Because it makes it clear that you're not under the law, but you're under grace. That's next month's series, so I'm going to hold my peace. But it's important for you to understand the power of God's ability to bring you, sin is not bigger than your God. I just heard him say to tell you that. Your sin is not bigger than him. Your sin is not greater than him. Your sin is not stronger than him. And your sin does not make him turn away from you. Why? It's already been paid for. Oh my God. You think I can't come to church because I'm sinful. But God is like, why you can't come to church because you're sinful? I paid for that sin. Look at your neighbor say, it's paid for, boo. It's paid for. Some of y'all are like, oh, I can't, I mean, I mean, does that mean I can live all kind, any old kind of way? I mean, does that mean people can do whatever they want to do? Listen, come on out of that religious conjecture and get into a place where you just walk in the love of God and let what he, all I got to do, and I'm going to get to that in a minute, all I got to do is believe and receive and I can walk in and I ain't got to work for this. Romans, <laughs> Romans 9 verse 30. What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue, pursue righteousness have attained to righteousness, even the righteousness of faith. But Israel, pursuing the law of righteousness, have not attained to the law of righteousness. Why? Because they did not seek it by faith, but as it were. So meaning, 
the way that it was established through Moses is how the Israelites were seeking righteousness. But they did not seek it by faith. What does he mean by faith? The faith that the Messiah has come, the Messiah fulfills the law, and that same weight is no longer on me. Somebody say, you're teaching good, Apostle. Thank you, class. Um, so they did not seek it by faith, but as it were, by the works of the law. This is what the Lord told me to tell you. You're working too hard. You was in the vein, apostle. He said, you, you, you're working too hard. You're working too hard. You're working too hard. You're working too hard. You're working for stuff you just need to receive. That's why in worship earlier, we just stopped striving. We just, we just took a minute and just took in what he was already made available. Are you understand? Did y'all see what happened? Right in worship, we was like, cut this out. You just, just, just lift your hands. What, what's happening? I'm just receiving. Jesus paid for a whole bunch of stuff on the cross for me. And I'm just trying to grab a hold of that by faith and apply it to my life and to receive what he already did. So you've been justified. Write that down. I have been justified. Write that down. I have been justified. What does justified mean? It means to be declared righteous. Declared righteous. Not working for righteousness. God opens his mouth and calls you righteous. That's why he can go and say stuff like, be holy for I am holy. And now you've been striving to be holy. Instead of resting in his holiness. If you would just receive it. Some of you working so hard to stay out the bed. I'm not, I know some of you that's not your problem. But there's about 45 people in here. That's working so hard every day. To stay off their knees and out the bed. I said that. You overworking yourself. Trying to be holy. When if you would just rest in your relationship with God. Some of y'all think, where are you going with this? Is he saying it's okay? I didn't say none of that. You're just so full of religion, you can't even receive grace. If you rest in your relationship with God. What did we talk about last week? If you start being led by the spirit and not being led by the flesh. That means you got to spend time with God, build your relationship with God so that you're feeding the one that you want to grow. That's a simple thing they used to teach me in the church of God in Christ is that the one you feed is the one that grows. So if you want to become stronger, just feed the right one. But you don't have to wake up every morning stressed out to live holy. You, this is, I mean... A to the man. A to the man. Let's keep going. Uh, to be justified is to be declared righteous. So you, if you receive Christ, you are righteous. Oh, let's just give God a hand praise just for righteousness. Real quick, please. Y'all so fake. That's so fake. It ain't real. Come on, once you thank God that he's declared you right, y'all still faking. I said, why don't you thank God that he declared you righteous? Y'all not thinking right now. Be 
because before he declared you righteous, you are a hot mess. Some of you have been saved and been a hot mess. But Jesus, thank God for the blood. I'm about to take off in here. Thank God for the blood that has the ability to declare me righteous even when I don't look like what I ought to look like. Even when I'm not behaving like I ought to behave. Hit your neighbor and say, he called me righteous. Be seated, please. We're just walking through the word. Be seated. So, let's go to Romans 10 5. Let's just let's walk through the word. Romans 10 5. My wife gave me some critical instructions concerning my first week on the series. She said, Son, I just want you to walk. The Romans. You don't got to add nothing else to it. Just work the Romans. You don't need to have a whole bunch of supporting scriptures. Just work Romans. So I took my notes from week number one and added it to two and three. Let's just work Romans. Are y'all good with me today? Everybody needs somebody around them because listen, y'all be saying, my God, you preached the apostle. And PJ would be like, yes, you did. But let me show you how you could take it to the next level. And some of you don't want them kind of people around you. Because you only want the people that tell you, uh, oh, you did good, goody, 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 goody. I'm so proud of your improvement. Good to see you, Daniel. But you need somebody around you that will say, yes, you did good. But let me tell you how to be great. If you just make these couple of adjustments, you can go look at your neighbor and say, get you the right friends. Some of you are surrounded by losers. You are the only great one in your circle. And that's why you haven't gone to the next level. I don't want no more loser friends. I want people that will push me to. I was talking to one of my sons this week. Where Pastor Devondre at? I told him. He's upstairs. He can hear me. He said, he said, I appreciate your love even when it don't feel good. And this is what I told him. I said, I got to give you the tough love because I'm not raising punks. If you can't handle being adjusted and be told about yourself, I'm your wrong leader. You need to go find you another one. I give you a list that won't say nothing to you. I give you a whole list. I know. We, we co-labors in the kingdom. I give you a whole list. And you can go sit there and they won't tell you nothing about changing your life. They won't tell you nothing about what you need to adjust. It'll be a, a fun service. Just won't grow. Let's keep reading. I, I don't have much time. The ten, verse 10 and verse 5. For Moses writes about the righteousness of the law. He said, the man who does those things shall live by them. What is he trying to say? If you try to make yourself righteous by the law, by keeping the law, you're going to fail. So some of this failure that you're feeling in life right now, God's not calling you a failure at all, but it's because you're trying to work to keep the law. I mean, I, I think a hundred people are getting delivered right now through this word. You're trying to work to keep the law. The problem, again, is that none of us can keep the standard of the law. The scripture even says, if you broke one law back then, you was a lawbreaker. I want y'all to think about how many laws we be breaking in the kingdom. 
If, if you, if you, one of the things we say at our house all the time that everything is in the kingdom. And you want to know why? Because Pastor Julia Sembrano told me, if you ever talk to her, she loves the kingdom of God. And so everything she says is in the kingdom. So at my house every single day, we's like, we got to love in the kingdom. Why? Because Mama Julia said it's so. She don't even know that. We do that every day at our house. God never intended for us to seek salvation by law keeping. There it is. Rather, the law was given to show us our need for him, right? We got that. Let's move to verse 6. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is, to bring Christ down from above, or who will descend to the abyss, that is, to bring Christ up from the dead. Look at this. Listen to me. God has already done all that is necessary for you to receive righteousness. God the Son has already come down from earth. God the Father has already raised him from the dead. Most religions are man's quest to seek God. Christianity, God has sought man. Y'all don't. Yeah, see. Interesting because you always talking about, ooh, that time when I found God, he wouldn't lost. You, you never. Mm-mm. No, no, y'all, y'all talking about, you know, oh, I found God. He was never lost. You never found him. But. You were lost in your sins. And he said, when you were yet lost in your sin, when you were yet in your, Christ died, Lord have mercy. Christ died for you. you so, so in Christianity, it's not that you've been seeking, and there's nothing wrong in it, but seek, you shall find. But you've been working. You haven't been doing a resting seek. You've been working and striving in your seek. That's why you wore out. Because every day you're striving so hard. You're tired. You haven't fulfilled parts of your destiny and you're so wore out about it. Rather than understanding that tomorrow, and I, y'all know I am not the excuse giver. I, I can't stand your little stanky excuses. But let me tell you about God. God says, no, you didn't complete it that day. But he said, every morning there are New mer- I'm about to throw this mic. I'm about to lose this. I'm about to lose my mind. He said every time you wake up in the morning, there is a restart button. Good God Almighty. There is a restart every time you open them big eyes of yours. When every time you open up them BDBs, there is another start for you. God says, just wake up with me. Good God, I'm on. Just wake up with me and I press the restart button. Hit your neighbor and say they're brand new mercies for you. Bible says daily, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I wish I had a church that knew the word. The Bible says daily he loads me with benefits. There is something he has locked in every day of my life. And I'm not going to keep tripping out and tired and can't sleep about what didn't happen that day. I'm waking up in the morning. I wish somebody said good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I wish somebody say good morning, good morning. We got somebody say good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. There's a restart button in the morning. It's working for now. Most, most religions quest to see God. In Christianity, God sought man. 
All right. Be seated, please. How do you get righteousness or salvation? How do you get it? Pepta, how do you get it? How do you get righteousness or salvation? Let's go to verse number eight. Romans 10, verse number eight. I understand it's mine. I understand it's for me. How do I get it? Let's look at it. The Bible says the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. Something I want you to write down that I teach you. I've taught for every year that I've passed at this church alongside my wife. Okay? Everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. Write that down. If you're taking notes, write that down. If you're not taking notes. Everything in the kingdom of God works by faith. Works by faith. Let's go further. Let's go to verse 9. How do we get it? If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Some of you saved and don't even know how you got saved. You heard what I said to you? You can't even go and teach somebody how you receive salvation. And you're a Christian. That's not condemnation. I'm awaking you up to the fact that you've got zeal but not according to knowledge. You can't even walk somebody through how to get them saved. You don't know how you got saved. You just know that somebody said you were. Can you imagine that you're living life based upon something somebody else told you, but you cannot explain through the word of God? Y'all don't like me, but I'm going to be your pastor anyway. You, 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 you understand that? How many of us in this room right now cannot explain to anyone how we got saved, except Jesus died on the cross? No. How do I receive it? You can't just tell me Jesus died for me. I know you love John 3.16. I get it. But all John 3.16 does is tell me he died and that he rose and that he loved everybody. But it doesn't tell me how to receive it. I'm equipping this entire church right now to win souls through this scripture. I want you to listen to me. There is about to be a soul revolution. I'm about to throw this mic. There is about to be a soul revolution. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about what's happening. I know what the Lord is doing. He's preparing us to hit these streets. I know it. That's what he's saying. He's saying you got to go get the harvest. huh? You can sit up here every Sunday if you want to. But as for me and my house, we're not just going to serve the Lord by just standing in the church. We're going to serve the Lord by serving our city. We're going to serve the Lord by winning souls. We're going to serve the Lord by bringing other people into this experience. Freely you have received. Now freely give. How do I get it? Good question, class. If you confess with your mouth. This is it. Here it is. Confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart. That God has raised you from the dead, you shall be saved. Just leave that up. Stop letting these people tell you you got to speak in tongues in order to be saved. It's foolishness. I don't care who they are. Don't let people tell you you got to be baptized in order to be saved. Not true. Should you be baptized? Yes. So I'm laying doctrine today. So some of y'all wonder, what kind of church is this? Listen to me today. 
Some of y'all, some of y'all, because some of y'all stirred up. Some of y'all come from apostolic background. I'm not talking about believing in the works of the apostle. I'm talking about the denomination of the apostolic that says that you got to go down in water and come up speaking in tongues and that we should only be baptized in Jesus' name or we all going to hell. Shut up. Some of y'all come from Baptist backgrounds. You ain't saved unless you went down. So you've been really confused since you've been here because there ain't been no baptism. So you're like, everybody here ain't saved because I ain't seen one baptism. <laughs> and Dr. Jaquette said, but you Baptists be parking a lot smoking. So how about that? But y'all believe in the water baptism so bad. Why don't y'all come up delivered? How about that? As y'all know that in black Baptist churches, I appreciate black Baptist church, and, I'm, and they be depressed to be out there. I'm like, this kid, I'm not lying. I preached at this Baptist church in Pasadena, and the deacons and the pastor was outside. So I said, I, now I came out of holiness. and said, this is not, I don't understand this. <laughs> in the church of God in Christ, we would never be seen. We would at least go in our house and smoke it. We didn't. We went outside. How do we get it? This is the formula. Somebody say, "I got the formula now." This is the formula. This is the formula. This is what Pastor Greg does with the evangelism team when they go out to win souls on Thursday nights. This is the formula. This is the formula. If I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus and I believe in my heart that God is raising from the dead, what's going to happen? What you going to be? What's the question out here in these streets? The scripture is clear. Okay. Scripture is clear. Scripture is clear. This is not just a formula for salvation. It's a formula for everything you want to receive in the kingdom. I just want you to get this. I just, got, I just told you. It's, it's a formula for everything that you want to receive in the kingdom. You've got to speak it and believe it. Oh, that's the message right there. That's it. That's the message. That's the message right there. Everything that you want to receive in the kingdom, you've got to get in the regular stance of speaking it and believing it. Uh, so some of you don't, you, you don't trust that I'm telling you the truth. In Genesis... I'm going to be, uh, uh, yeah, I'll put some accountability on myself. I'm going to re-release the first book that I ever wrote that only 100 people have ever seen before called Voice Activated. Right. In, 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 in Genesis chapter 1, God shows us something that the world is voice activated. He gets up. Everything is, is messed up. It's a tough environment. It's void without form. What does he do? He speaks to it. Mm -mm -mm. He says, let there be. Oh, there's something powerful about your confession. Ooh, the Bible says, decree a thing. Uh -huh. And it shall be established. If you're not growing in this today, something wrong with you. 
Listen to me. You got to just begin to open your mouth. Oh, I heard the Lord say, change your language. That's what I heard him tell you. He said, change your language. Some of you have been speaking the wrong language. You've been saying that you're going to be stuck, and that's why your butt is still stuck. You've been saying nothing's going to change, and that's why nothing has changed. You've been saying it's always going to be this way, and that's why it's always be this way. But what if you woke up tomorrow morning and started confessing the word of God? Because the Bible says the word does not return unto him void. What if you got up tomorrow morning and begin to say, I shall live and not die. I'm going to accomplish what it is that God called me to do. I'm going to walk in purpose. I'm going to walk in the plan of God. And what if you, you married it with your belief in your heart? the formula for everything you want out of the kingdom you sick confess healing scriptures over you and believe in your heart that Jesus has the power to heal you believe in your heart that God is raising from the dead why is that important why is that important because that means there's resurrection power that's available to you that word you shall be saved you will study that word saved that don't mean you're just going to heaven Check me. Fact check me. Go study it. Go check it out in the Greek. You'll find that that don't just mean that you're going to heaven. It's a holistic word. It's locked in it is your healing. Okay, mercy. Locked in it is your deliverance. Locked in it is your breakthrough. If I confess with my mouth, Holy Ghost, and believe in my heart, what is God saying? I can receive the power of the resurrection. You can't just serve Jesus because he died. You got to serve the man because he got up. I need you to hit somebody that's sick of hearing this preach word and tell them you got to believe the man got up. Some of y'all about to get saved. I'm not talking about you about to make it to heaven. I'm talking about you about to get delivered. I'm not talking about you about to make it to heaven. I'm talking about you about to get healed. I'm not talking about you about to make it to heaven. Your money is about to come alive. I feel the salvation of God hitting this room today. I know you came to the altar one day, but I want to know, are you saved for real? The holistic salvation. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's a wholeness that's about to hit your life. Your salvation is longer, no longer going to be part in revelation. But God is about to give you a holistic view of your revelation. God is going to give you a holistic view of your salvation. He's going to help you to understand all that's involved in it. And so you won't be down on yourself anymore. Because Jesus died for that and got up for it. Jesus died for that and got up for that. Jesus died for this and got up up for this. Jesus died for that and got up for that. Jesus died for this and got up for this. Whatever problem I've got, Jesus died and he got up for it. It's your neighbor say the man got up. It's your neighbor say the man got up. I gotta go. Give me verse 11. I'm gonna scream on verse 11 and I'm gonna run home. Verse 11. Give me verse 11. For the scripture says, whoever Let me tell you something. Jessica Silas gave me a word. I was telling Larry Walker about this when he was here. She gave me a word right before the Occupy celebration. She contacted me. She said, Dad, God said, 
He's not going to embarrass you. I was in somewhere getting my hair done. I just started weeping. Because there was this thing in my heart, God, you're going to embarrass me. I just feel like I'm about to be embarrassed in front of the whole nation. Because I'm not, I know my, how strong my influence is. I'm like, y'all might be questioning. I don't, know, I don't question it. I know people are watching me from all over the world, right? So I'm like, I, I, God, I don't want to be embarrassed in front of the whole nation. I feel like eyes was on me. Came to the Occupy celebration. One of the guys said, God's not going to embarrass you. At the end of the night, we didn't raise all of the money we needed. So I was pissed at God and Jessica. God, Jessica, and all of y'all, y'all for not giving the money, Jessica for lying to me, saying that God was going to embarrass me, and God for embarrassing me. Can I tell the truth? I was pissed. It was God's plan to ship me to Canada the next morning. I mean, I had a, I had a, a what do you call them things, a, a red-eye flight. God knew. He said, you ain't about to raise this money, and I, I, you, I'm a plan for you to get right up out of here so you don't kill nobody. I was pissed. So when the Lord started maneuvering things for this place, and I was in the process of waiting for the money and wondering if we were going to get the money and if the loan was going to work through and all of that. In the day where everything was, the deal was sealed. And I was anxious. Can I be honest? I was anxious all kind of ways. And I had to keep on. I put a bunch of intercessors around me because you've got you to gotta support your weak point. So I found me a group of people that could staff my weakness. And I told them, I said, I'm feeling scared. I'm anxious. I told them all of it. So they could pray and support me. I was anxious. The day that it all closed down, the Lord whispered in my ear. He said, didn't she tell you I wouldn't embarrass you? Y'all are missing this right now. Y'all are missing this right now because it doesn't always look the way that you think it's going to look. But at the end of the day, the man always does what he says he's going to do. I want somebody to know whoever believes on him will not be put... Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. God will not embarrass you. Your faith is about to work at a whole nother level. All you've got to do is speak it and believe it. Speak it and believe it. Speak it and believe it. I want to prophesy to some people that things are about to change around here very swiftly. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard him say it. Because we're going to start using the power of our confession and the belief in our heart and the resurrection of God is about to fill this house with fresh power. And you're about to see the hand of God move in ways you've never seen before. Because the bloodstained banner is about to be raised at all nations San Bernardino. You don't got to wonder what we believe in. We believe in the blood of Jesus. That was shed for us on Calvary that paid the price for me to live. Speak it. <laughs> and believe it. This week, your homework finds you a few promises. 
get you some scriptures that connect to those promises. Confess those scriptures over your promises and believe in your heart. See, you, when you believe in your heart, it don't matter what it feels like, tastes like, or smells like. You be like, well, that don't matter because I know what God told me. Uh -huh. I'm trying to build a resilient people that can look at a circumstance in the face and say, you ain't scaring me. I ain't worried about this because I know what God said. I said, I know what God said. I said, I know what God said. I'm no longer listening to hell. I'm no longer listening to Satan. But I know what God said. Hit your neighbor real quick and tell him, you better know the man. You better know him. Come on, just lift your hands for a minute. I feel the Holy Ghost. The Lord infused you with power. The Lord infused you with faith. The Lord infused you with strength. The Lord infused you with another level. Your faith is arising. Your faith is arising. You're about to believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You're about to arise. What God said. What God said. What God said. He's going to do exactly what he said. What God said. He's going to bring it to pass. He's not a man that he should lie. Or the son of man that he should repent. Whatever he said. He's going to do exactly what he said. Shut up devil. I'm about to get my miracle. Shut up devil. I'm about to get my healing. Shut up devil. I'm about to get my breakthrough. Shut up devil. I'm about to walk in wholeness. Shut up devil. I'm about to walk in the thing God has designed me to do. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. Our nation should go into another level. God has sent us to this city to not have church, but to go and win the city. We're about to become proclaimers of the gospel on another level. There's about to be spontaneous supernatural evangelism that's coming upon this house. Not all of it is going to be planned and organized. But I begin to see this weekend the Lord began to show me visions of people that were invading hospitals and going to pray for the sick. The Lord began to show me a move of God where people begin to hit the streets, releasing his glory upon God's people. Some of you have been fighting so hard. Because come on, see, ma, shabala hadriki say. Ah, God, help me, Lord. Tiana, pop out, come in real fast. Some of y'all have been getting hit so hard because the devil knows that if you are standing in your purpose and you stand in the plan that God has for you, then he, if, you, if you stand in that thing, then his kingdom is under so much attack that's about to come through you. You're about to change the game. You're going to stop talking about how hell has attacked you. I'm sick of hearing it. You're going to stop talking about how I was attacked 
attack this morning, so I couldn't do X, Y, and Z. But I heard the God of heaven say, I'm going to cause for my people to attack hell. I'm going to cause for my people to, oh, yes, I did. I heard him. He said, you're about to walk through resurrection power. You got to understand what you are part of. You are part of a world-changing movement that's called the Transformed Cities and Nations. We are called to harvest cities and nations. You think the devil wants to give up a city? You think the devil wants to give up a nation? He's going to try to take you out with everything he has. But you've got to stand in the resurrection power of God and say, I'm going to have what's mine. Lift your hands, church. Here comes the glory of God. Lift your hands and worship him right now. There's a divine movement of God that's about to hit the room. Come on, worship him. With your mouth. If you're filled with the spirit, with the evidence of tongues, pray in the Holy Ghost. If not, just pray in your understanding. But everybody's praying now. I feel a move. Celia, come here. Just stand with me. Remind in this morning the Lord breaks the word failure you will not fail you will not fail says the Lord you are not less than and that the Lord breaks the Lord breaks breaks the word failure over you and the feeling that you are less than that you are not good enough that you're not, you're not you're, you were not made to be a wife that you were not made to be a mother that is the lie of the enemy and I speak life 
life. Oh, shakere baba ba baba uraba kere baba Life, 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 life in the name of Jesus. Oraba ba siketere baba oraba. You will no longer be in the defense, says the Lord. Oh, shakatara baba basaya. But I called you to be in the offensive team. Oraba baba siketere baba oraba baba siketere baba. Oh, selere baba 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 selere baba baba. Oh, life in the name of Jesus. Oh, ranara baba yelere baso yere ba. Hallelujah. So we seal this word. Stretch your hands, what? I know a whole lot in the natural. I wanted somebody that I knew they didn't know nothing. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord. That, Lord, first of all, you're bringing complete regulation to her body at every single level. You're breaking every imbalance that hell has tried to bring. And you're balancing things right now for her. I thank you, Lord God, for your holistic grace that's healing her in her soul in her physical body, in her mind, everything that concerns her. You're healing her vision. You're healing. You're healing her vision. You're healing. You're healing her creativity. You're healing. You're healing every aspect of her. And we bind every spirit that wants her to feel overwhelmed. But I got that didn't do now. We break the power of that now in the name of Jesus. But we declare her healing in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your hands, church. Listen, I felt something very strongly. Lift your hands for a moment. Bring me that prayer scarf. If you feel called to preach, whether you feel called to preach from a pulpit, whether you feel like God has called you to preach in the streets, even if you feel called to preach through creativity and the arts, Get to this altar very fast. Move. I don't have a long time. Jesus the Christ. I didn't expect this. Move in as close as you can. I want you to lift your hands. I'm not going to do anything. Jesus is going to do the work. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. There's a commission and anointing for preachers. There's a commissioning anointing for preachers. The Bible, God took me to Romans 10 verse 14. How then shall they call upon him and whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful on the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings and good things. There is about to be a sending anointing. I'm a sending apostle. That's what apostles do. They sin. And listen to me. This is a sending church. There's about to come another level of anointing that's going to come on you in the next 30 days. You think that this is for your future in years. But the Lord told me, no, in days. In the next 30 days, I'm about to overtake you with new power and revelation. And the Lord is going to cause for his word and his gospel to be preached through your loins. The power of God is going to burn within you. And you'll 
will be like the prophets of old that feels like it's fire in your bones. There is new fire that's about to hit your very bones and you will not be able to contain. There is a new revelation that's coming upon you and you're about to preach everywhere you go. You're about to preach in your family gatherings. You're about to preach in the grocery store. You're about to preach on the television. You're going to preach in the camera, through the camera. You're going to preach through creative ways. You're going to preach through graphic design. You're going to preach on any levels. You're going to preach in the proclamation of even his songs. Your singing is about to preach. There is stuff that's about to hit you. There are sounds that I hear in the realm of the spirit. For the Lord say, I will make this a house of preachers. Yes, I will. I will make this a house of preachers. Yes, I will. And the Lord said, me and you, you have not preached because you have not been sent. And you've been waiting for a paper, but forget a paper, doggone it. The anointing is coming upon you to preach the gospel. Lift your hands and receive this anointing now. I loose the fire of God to your belly today. I loose the fire of God to your inner man today. Preach! 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 Open your mouth and declare what God is saying. Open your mouth and decree what God is saying. Open your mouth and say what God is saying. And so God, we just thank you and we break off all intimidation and even the spirit of religion that has tried to make it seem a certain way, and even the spirit of religion that has tried to make them work to have credentials, we say, open your mouth and declare the word of the Lord, where we shall preach and lives will be transformed. You will preach and cities will be transformed. This is your day to answer the call that you know has been on your life. And so we break all fear, we break intimidation. We break condemnation in the name of Jesus. Even those of you who have dealt with learning disabilities, you have disqualified yourself and you've been working to get it polished just right. But we break the box of right packaging in the name of Jesus. For you have called those who have a submitted heart. And so we submit hearts today in his presence. And we declare that there is nothing, there is no tradition, there is no word curse, there is no history, there is nothing that will stop the call of God on your life. There is nothing that will stop the call of God on your life. You will open up your mouth and there will be no restriction to the lives that will come into the kingdom under your influence. And so we pray godly influence in the name of Jesus. We pray godly impact in the name of Jesus. And it won't be onto yourself, but it will be onto the kingdom. We pray kingdom fame in the name of Jesus. We pray that you are those who will make his name famous. And if you humble yourself, then you will make his name famous. God, we move the personality out of the way. We move this thing out of the way. We move this face out of the way and what we try to make it. But we say we will draw nigh onto you. We will draw nigh onto you. And you will fill our, our mouth with the words. Many of you have opened your mouth. You've been fearful to open your mouth and you have not opened your mouth because you don't know ahead of time what it is. But he says, open your mouth and I will fill it. 
He said, open your mouth and I will fill it. You have been called to preach the gospel. And you've seen preaching in a certain light. But we break everything that you knew before. Just submit to the will of God. Just submit to what he's calling you to do. Make it look how he said it should look. Not how you thought it should look. And so we release the people of God right now. And we say take on these streets. We say take on that job. Take on that city. And you start in your family. Start with Jerusalem. Go to Jerusalem first. Go to Jerusalem first. Go to Jerusalem first. Go to Jerusalem first. You're the preacher your family's been waiting on. You're the preacher your circle's been waiting on. You're the preacher your family's been waiting on. You're the preacher your circle's been waiting on. Yes, they did not receive you in a certain season, but this is your time. Open up your mouth because this is the time that has been established by God. And so we say go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus without fear, without intimidation, and without shame in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we seal every one of these preachers. This is going to be a new day for them. My God. Just lift your hands for a moment. They did a book Pepta, go lay hands on Nelson in the back. Badaramasa, light skin in the back. Badaramasi, dele kemo, lift your hands. Thank you, Jesus. Let the reality of this thing hit us. And I pray, Father, that you will bring drawing power as we make your name famous as a people. We commit, oh God, to bring them to a safe place where they can be planted, where they can grow, where they can develop, where they can become. We recommit ourselves to the house you've called us to. And we bind every devil that's wanted us to be disconnected. The place you are sent from is the place of your planting. And so now I heard the Lord. So now, Father, I break off every spirit that wants to make us any way like a potted plant that can be moved from location to location. But I thank you, Lord God, uh, that we are planted, Lord. Uh, we are planted in your house. Uh, we are planted, oh God, like trees by the rivers of living water. And I thank you, oh God, from this place we shall be sent. Uh, and from this place we shall bring others in so that they can grow and develop in who you've called them to be. And we thank you. For what you are doing and we seal them now in Jesus name as you go back to your seats come on give the Lord a hand of praise will you